0: Hey, and welcome to another episode of. I
1: start again. He was grumbling at the same time as you said, "Hey, oh
0: damn it, Ryan!" Sorry. Hey, get your get your negativity out of my out of my out of my cans. <laughs> 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 okay. yeah, we're off to a good start. Launch. <laughs>
2: This is the AT Banter Podcast. A balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minnell, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show.
0: Hey, and welcome to yet another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. I'm Rob Minot. Joining me today, Mr. Ryan Flurry. Booga, booga. And Mr. Steve Barkley. I'm the Cowbell. Mm. And uh, boy, do we have a show for you today, fine internet. ha ha ha. Well, with that setup, we're we're only bound to disappoint at this point, right?
1: You sexy, sexy internet.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we've got a yeah, we've yeah. got a show. Yeah. No, we've no, gotta. no, we we got a
3: <laughs> yeah, no, we've got a.
0: You threw me off, you bastard. Uh. With you and your grumbling. We do. We've got a. We've got a good show. I think. I hope. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) No promises. You know what? I'm just going to dial that right back. We don't know what's going to happen to you for the next hour. We had to bear no responsibility. Hour? Well, sure. All right. Well, yeah, hopefully. (laughs)
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please try to control your disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Steve. What are you talking to me for?
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? I think Ryan Ryan needs a rest.
1: He fell off the track.
0: Uh, But let me ask you, Steve, since you seem to be in the know these days, what are we doing today?
1: Well, we're talking to Google people. Yeah, it's Uh, all Google all the time. We are talking to uh, Victor Saran, Senior Technical Program Manager for TalkBack on Android. Uh, Patrick Clary, Product Manager for Google Accessibility, who's going to be talking about a new service launching. And Kendra Lococo, Accessibility Community Manager, uh, who can uh, talk about uh, customer support stuff. And then... As if that wasn't enough. Oh, that is enough. Y- you think so? <laughs> that
0: would be that would be more than enough if I was a paying customer. So tell me what else I get on top of that. Steve. Well,
1: we are also going to talk to uh I'm gonna probably say this wrong, Nike? Nine, nine, Nike? Actually no, it's Rodrigo now. It's Rodri- oh, yeah, it's no, Rod-
3: Rodrigo's joining us,
1: but I think Yankee's joining us as well. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. we okay, have got both Yankee and Rodrigo. So. All okay, right. So, so we're up to right. five Google people. Yeah, that's my understanding. Uh, and the, the, uh, Yankee and uh, Rodrigo are going to be talking about their new Primer app.
0: Uh, uh, no, they're, apparently they're going to be talking to... I. Well, I mean, I actually don't know. We don't know what they're what they're actually going to be talking to us about because well, they're, supposed to be an they're announcing something. something. Yeah. Sorry, right. I stepped
3: on that, Ryan. Go no, I was just going to say they're supposed to be making an announcement on May 17th, Global Accessibility Awareness Day.
0: All right, so uh, why don't we um, why don't we move right into the uh, the show because I think it's going to be a long one today. So uh, why don't we go ahead and, and bring them on? All right, let's do it. That's that's the peppiness Woo! that I like to
3: see. Yeah. Good afternoon.
4: Hi, how are you?
3: Good, thanks. How are you?
4: This is Kendra and Victor with Google.
3: Hi, Kendra. Thanks for joining us, and Victor, welcome back. Hello.
2: So thanks so much for having us today. We're
3: we're, we're
1: going to be three on three here.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, wow. okay. We could play basketball or, or hockey with two penalties. <laughs>
4: yeah. So I'm uh,
2: Kendra Lococo, um, the Accessibility Community Manager. I'm uh, Patrick Clary, uh, Product Manager on the Central Accessibility Team.
4: And I'm Victor Tarran on the Android Accessibility Services.
0: Well, so thanks so much for you guys for for taking some time out uh, to talk to us. I know it's it's probably been a, a pretty busy couple weeks for you guys with the uh, sort of the the lead up into into the uh, Google I/O show last week and then or the week before last and then of course the the show last week. So uh, we appreciate uh, you guys.
4: Must be tired. We're recovering. <laughs> tired and excited at the same time because it's kind of both. You know, yeah. you're tired, but you're so excited because there's so much going on.
2: Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, last week was all pretty much like the I.O. bonanza. <laughs> so now, in addition to resting from that, we have to catch up on all the work we missed. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, awesome. Well, let's, you know, let's just dive into some of the, the stuff that, uh, that you guys talked about. Uh, in particular, you, you announced uh, this new uh, app for the visually impaired called Lookout. Um, yes. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, what it is and how it works?
2: Yeah, this is Patrick. I'll go ahead and talk a little bit about that. So Lookout is a new Android app that was announced last week at I.O. It's coming in the US to Pixel devices later this summer. Um, The goal of Lookout is to allow users who are blind or vision impaired to have a little bit more independence in situations where they typically may require help from others. So this includes like exploring a new space for the first time, or doing like daily tasks tasks at home, for example, cooking. And what Lookout does is once you load it on your phone and you basically turn on the app, um, we encourage users to either wear their device or hold it out in front of them. And then whatever your camera sees, basically, Lookout will speak this to the user. Um, So the camera could see a person or text or an object and, for example, it would say if you're holding, like, a box of Cheerios in front of you, it'll say Cheerios at 12 o'clock. And so it gives, like, an idea of the position of the, of the item as well.
3: And is all the recognition done on board the device?
2: That's right. So all of these models are, are on the device, um, and so you don't need an Internet connection to, to use Lookout
0: does that was was that a uh, a purposeful decision by you guys to 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 do that? and was it was it harder to develop because of that?
2: Yeah, it was a very conscious choice. I mean, as we've been kind of developing this product and testing with users, we know they might use this product in a situation where they don't have access to the internet right. um, or they don't want to you know use up data. Um, and so it was very conscious to do that. Um, there are more constraints. So for example, we're targeting pixel devices initially. These are higher end devices. They have more kind of processing capability on their device. Um, so it, there's kind of that constraint that, that is imposed by this strategy. You have to have these mm-hmm. higher end devices that can accommodate that type of processing.
0: But eventually, the technology will will catch up, anyways. I mean, people are are you know updating their phones, you know, every few years, anyways. So, you know, is is that kind of the hope that people will will age into the app?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we want to spread this not only to additional devices, but to other countries, um, and and that's that's the hope that devices will catch up, and and we'll find other strategies to kind of reach
1: more users.
0: Now sorry and I might have missed this so so the the initial rollout then will just be in the US? That's
1: correct. Okay, well we 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 got the big question then. When when in Canada?
2: When in Canada? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I can't say a specific date at this time, but I I will say that we've had a lot of requests from Other users, you know, Canada, other places in in, um, the EU, as well as South America. So it's a big goal of ours to kind of expand that user base as soon as we can after initial launch.
3: Well, it definitely has some benefits. You know, on the iPhone, they've got the Seeing AI app, which has been around for a little while now. But, you know, only a couple of its channels are actually on board processed. So, you know, having yours do all the processing on board and getting it out to as many devices as quickly as possible is definitely going to be advantageous to you.
2: Yeah, and I think a couple other things that kind of are interesting about Lookout is that um, our goal is to really only read out items of importance. So if a room or a scene is cluttered, um, we might detect many different things in there, but then we, we actually score all of these items we detect and we rank them based on kind of the user's personalization, their history, and either the mode they're in or the task we think they're performing. So our goal is to then only speak to items that are really relevant to that situation. And then in addition to that, we've developed, I I mentioned that we expect or we hope that users will either wear this device in a lanyard or in a shirt pocket, and we've developed a set of external controls. So you can either um, cover the camera on the outside of the, the device to pause recognition, You can actually knock on the device to resume recognition or use a fingerprint sensor to change modes. And the goal of this is to really leave the user engaged in their activity. So if you're cooking, you can focus on cooking. You don't have to take out the the device and interact with the screen. We really want to um, purposefully keep users engaged with those situations. So I think these are a couple things that, that help make Lookout unique.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really ingenious, the idea of having the different modes Um, you know, because, um, like, like you, you mentioned, there's, there's like a home mode and there's a work mode. Um, and you know, so that the, the, the app can, can rank things by relevance so that knowing that say a printer might be relevant in, uh, the work setting, but not so much if in, in the home setting so that, you know, so that the, the, the items and the objects that, that are, um, that are spoken, you know, have relevance in that particular situation. So I thought, you know, hats off to you guys. I mean, I thought that was really brilliant.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's certainly part of our strategy. That's, that's why we want to have these modes to really help fine tune um, our scoring and, and our recognition for these specific activities. We want, we want it to be very, you know, activity based.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and that's a challenge. I mean, you know, on the outside looking in, you just think, okay, well, this is, this is pretty straightforward. You know, the camera sees what objects are around it, you know, identifies it. But then, you know, again, it's, it's, I think I, you know, the challenge that most people don't think of is then, then you have to take those objects and figure out what is going to be relevant to the visually impaired user most and and that that's got to have been a huge huge challenge when you guys were developing the app
2: yeah and this is something where we hope it just actually improves over time as as more and more users interact with lookout will refine our models and um hopefully provide more and more relevant contents and and recognition as kind of time goes on
0: now another one of the uh the really interesting things that that was announced uh, was the sound amplifier. Um, Can somebody speak to
4: that? Yeah, I think I can tell you this is Victor. Um, So sound amplifier is a new accessibility service that allows uh, people to hear their surrounding better. So the idea being is that you will be wearing a pair of headphones that have a microphone and then you turn on the app or the accessibility service as it will be um, and Then on the screen, imagine you will have two sliders, and then you can adjust these two sliders to filter out the frequencies that are either difficult for you to hear or the frequencies that you want to hear better. That's in its simplest terms. There's a lot of, as you may have heard from the Google AI presentation, there's a lot of smarts that went into uh, the actual processing of the sound, you know, we have lots of uh, onboard effects, you know, like compressors, limiters, post EQ, EQ, and all sorts of geeky stuff that most people probably don't care about. But the ability of the sound amplifier to filter out the unwanted noise or to bring out um, the conversation that you want to hear better is really where um, I think its its most power is is really um, displayed. So this is where you see it's, its biggest power, and so this should be able to run. On, we haven't restricted any devices at this point, uh, but certainly it will require uh, Android P because the new uh, effect that we have discussed is actually part of the new uh, Android P framework. So it, it will have to rely on this effect in order to be um, useful to users. And
0: I mean, I, I see the real the real power of this app. I mean, it, I mean, it not only is it does it have you know some really really good potential for. Um, say the heart of hearing um, community, but also like I see it as a really, really handy um, a mainstream app as well. I mean, it would be really yeah. handy for students yeah. uh, also, or anybody.
4: Also for bl- yeah, so exactly mainstream use, but also if you think about it, we didn't really touch on it because our you know we want users to decide how, th- how they want to use this app in the best way possible for them. But I, I'm also seeing for blind people this could be a very useful tool. You know, as you may know. You know, when you walk with a cane and you're surrounded with all these all these sounds around you, and you want to hear your screen reader better, well, why not have a utility that will actually allow you to bring down the external noise and concentrate on the things that you want to hear? So there, there's really all kinds of applications, and we're really eager to see what users will actually do with this.
1: Well, Ryan, now you'll totally be able to tune us out. <laughs> <laughs> about time. <laughs> I was uh, when I when I first heard of this app, I, I was uh, actually quite happy to hear about it because I've I've got a little bit of vision uh, not vision loss, sorry, a little bit of hearing loss from uh, from scuba diving. I, I had uh, an ear infection, mm-hmm. a, just, not not a significant amount, but I've noticed that uh, between that and, of course, mm-hmm. getting older. Uh, I have a really difficult time hearing people over, uh, um, you know, um, ambient noise, particularly in, you know, louder places like, you know, say a mm-hmm. pub or something. And uh, yeah, it'd be really cool to be able to uh, to tune back some of that background noise and and hear the conversation better.
4: Yep, yeah, that's cool. Uh, we can't wait to for you to to give it a shot and you know give it a try and and let us know what you think. But we had lots of fun working on this. That's for sure.
3: Well that leads me into a question and I'm i I came loaded today Victor and so he's bitter. I'm he's gonna <laughs> shot out of a
4: cannon. <laughs> okay, I think I'm leaving at this. <laughs> <time. Thank laughs> <you guys.
3: laughs> no, only only you guys can answer this question. So you guys are announcing betas available to people in the US first and you know being in Canada and not on the latest flagship I have an LG G6. You know, it kind of leaves some of us out in the dark and not able to access the new accessibility apps and features. In a, in a fairly quickly manner. So I'm just wondering, is there any particular reason why you can't roll out some of these to other phones in other countries quicker?
4: Uh, Patrick, you want to answer this first from your point of view?
2: Yeah, I, I think my perspective on this is, um, you know, we want to get something out as soon as we can, um, but we have to start somewhere. Right. And we start with the U.S., Um, because we can get it out there fast first. But that doesn't mean that we don't intend or want to roll it out to these other countries as as soon as possible. It's just that um, we started with a certain area in mind and we see value in kind of releasing what we have as soon as we can and then kind of growing from that point. Um, But yeah, certainly... Something that that weighs on on my mind and on my roadmap per, for where we want to go with with lookout
4: yeah, and I would say this is not unique to accessibility services, you know rolling out a, a release to a large audience of users, you know there's a lot of stuff that has to happen in the background, you know uh, distribution channels you know and, and so this and Patrick also mentioned the user focus you know uh same I could say you know we do less of this in talkback. Uh, because we try to keep things as backward compatible as we can, but there comes a cutoff point where we need to rely, for example, on certain new APIs or certain new, um, you know, components in the Android ecosystem to be able to deliver the experience we want users to have. So, you know, I mentioned Sound Amplifier; it has a new API. We would love to be able to give it to users who are, you know, still a Marshmallow or Lollipop or a lower, you know, version of Android, but unfortunately many of these devices will not be able to simply uh, cope uh, right. or being able to process th- this sort of, uh, you know, complexity.
3: Right. So, that,
4: that, yeah, I would say this is probably the primary reason.
3: Well, and that kind of leads me into, you know, another question. Sorry I'm hijacking the show, Rob. But... Clearly. <laughs> it's okay. You, you go ahead. So, you know, like I was saying, I have an LG G6 that isn't even on Oreo yet. Um, how is the process of Project Treble coming along?
4: Uh, well, Project Travel, as you know, was announced last year. And I think you'll see uh, in Ori I would say was the most probably far the uh, quickest adoption rate, not in terms of numbers, but in terms of how quickly uh, manufacturers have jumped on upgraded Ori. I mean, if you see even Samsung, you know, sorry, I shouldn't be saying even, but Samsung is one of the big uh, partners. They have started rolling out all the way down to Galaxy S7, which Right. I wouldn't even thought it was even possible. So, you know, clearly time travel does make a huge difference for vendors. They, they're starting to appreciate the, the power of this new technology. And I think with P, you will see even more uh, adoption. So, um, you know, in a nutshell, I think the, pro, uh, the the project is moving, you know, it's a time travel. So I guess we'll just <laughs> wait and see. <laughs> okay,
0: great.
3: But
4: I think it's a fabulous new technology. And I hope that more and more partners will take advantage of it. Yeah. Thanks.
0: Now, one of the other new apps, too, um, was uh, Select to Speak with OCR. Um, Can somebody
4: talk a little bit about that one? Sure. Uh, Let me take this on. Um, So Select to Speak is an accessibility service that's been designed to help people who have difficulty reading for various reasons, either because of dyslexia or some learning disability or because they're just learning the language. Uh, they need some tool that helps them focus better on what they see on the screen, mostly has to do with text. And so what we've done with this new version of Select to Speak is that we've put in the optical character recognition component so that you can, for example, open the camera, you can point it, point it to, let's say, a poster or a street sign, and then you can select with your finger what you see in the viewfinder. And as you lift your finger, we will recognize the text. Uh, on that object, and then we'll read it back to you. So it's, again, it's one of those features that will make it easier for someone to concentrate on specific section or specific portion of the text they can see, because they may not be interested in the whole thing. They may just want to see maybe better, I don't know, the middle section of the poster. So then they can basically place their finger, you know, uh, uh, draw a, a, a rectangle around the text, and then as they lift the finger, the text will be read to them. Uh so again it's it's just a continuation uh of the uh theme of making it easier for people to read. Uh incidentally I tried something funny the other day. I was able to make it work with talkback, actually. It's kind of fun. Uh so I, I was appointed to my coffee maker and I, I I you know dragged my finger across the screen and when I lift it up, it actually read the 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 name of the coffee maker. I don't know if it was incidental, but <laughs> cool. but, but again, but the idea was just to, you know help people read and maybe even some people find some other interesting uses of it. But, but the primary audience are people with reading. Sure. Features, I would say.
0: Yeah. I mean, does that, does that happen a lot? I mean, you know, you guys sort of develop an app or a feature or a service and then you sort of release it into the wild. And then, you know, are, are you guys ever surprised at what comes back in terms of how people are using it?
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, this is one of the uh, sort of underlying, uh, Methodology as google that we, we do try to focus on certain audience but of course we leave some space for surprise um and, and you know we have seen these surprises and, and this is why so going back to what patrick was saying it'll be really interesting to see how people um you know play with Lookout, what they discover and as i mentioned with sound amplifier the same thing um you know we'll just wait and see but i'm, I'm sure users will find hundreds of ways uh, to use this thing. And on top of it, uh, like with Sound Amplifier, again, we had a follow-up session at Google I.O. after the main presentation, and, you know, we had lots of developers coming up and saying, this is so cool, you guys actually have these effects as part of the open source uh, you know, version of Android, because now I can actually build maybe my own version of Sound Amplifier. Maybe I can even do a better, you know, something better, or maybe some, I'll take a different angle, maybe I'll concentrate on you know, people who want to watch TV late at night or whatever it is, right? So our goal is to give people tools and then build services that sort of showcase these tools and then let developers go on and, and create their things uh, to help different users. Very cool. Uh,
0: one, one other app that I, I wanted to, to briefly touch on because uh, I'm kind of excited about it, uh, and you guys didn't really talk about it too much in, in the presentation, but... Can you give us a bit of an update on voice access uh, and and when that might be released?
2: Yeah, I can talk to that. So um, the update on voice access, if if you're aware, it's currently in beta mode. Um, So we released it a couple years ago in beta, our beta pool of users, the users that we allow into that program is currently full. So new users can't go download it. Um, But at IO that, Uh, At I.O. this year, we announced that it's actually coming out of beta. Um, So very soon, uh, we expect sometime this summer, um, it to be basically graduating from beta so that users can basically freely go download it um, from the Play Store. Um, I won't give specifics on on it, but I'll say that it has a new UI. Um, It has deeper integration with the Google Assistant. Um, And the goal of Voice Access is to really provide, um, you know, our vision is that users can use a tool like this to provide full control of an Android device through voice. Um, So, for example, instead of like scrolling up or down, um, opening on an app, clicking a button, you simply voice those commands. You say, scroll up, scroll down, click app name. Um, click button and things like that, and I've been using it, and it's it's very slick. It works very well, actually I think I'll do a shameless plug here as well just to you know are all things voice access updates or, or Google accessibility in general the quickest way is to follow us on at Google access on Twitter okay. um, And then we also have a central accessibility blog on google.com accessibility and we'll be posting an announcement on on both channels as soon as it's ready. Fantastic.
0: Uh, one other thing, oh, and something else that I want to talk about. It's not quite as sexy as a new app, but the way I see it, it it's it's absolutely you know incredibly important. Um, talk to us a little bit about the changes that that you guys have done to framework um, in order to make uh, accessibility more of a of a a priority with with developers.
4: Yes, I mean, you know, with every release, uh, there are changes to the framework and we usually release new APIs. Like, for example, in Oreo, we released fingerprint sensor support, um, you know, and, and things that facilitated, for example, continuous playback with select to speak, uh, word highlighting and things like that. These are there. These have all been facilitated by the new framework changes. And so in this release of P, we, um, it, you know, was no even exception, and uh, it's a few new APIs. They're like you said, they're not super sexy until developers actually start using them. We have used uh, some of these APIs in our new system UI, uh, which is the sort of the overall Android interface. Like if you go to settings, for example, the very first API we talked about was um, navigation by headings. What you'll notice that a lot of the settings. Uh, are now the sections will be announced as headings. So then you can, if you use Talkback, you can switch to heading navigation, and then you can quickly jump between those sections. And so what we're hoping is that developers will start using these APIs for their specific apps. Um, and the good news is that we're also backporting this uh, so that developers will be actually be able to provide this heading navigation all the way down to uh, Lollipop. Uh, so um, you know, going. Many years back, so there, there are apples still be able to expose these uh, headings, and then accessibility services such as TalkBack or perhaps even Switch Access. Wh- whoever decides to use it, they can take advantage of these headings. Uh, the second API we introduced was the uh, what we call Paint Titles, and Paint Titles, in 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 sort of as a quick summary, as uh, you can imagine, um, when you open a new app or you switch to a different screen, this usually is called a, an activity or, or a window, right? So window can have toolbars, it can have you know, bottom bars and menus and all that. But there's also things that are happening in between. So, for example, your screen may be divided into two visually distinct uh, parts, but to talk back or to a, an accessibility service they look like part of the same window. So what titles allow you to do is it allows developers to declare these parts of the window as separate sections, and then TalkBack will provide appropriate feedback. So, for example, you just crossed into a section called blah, blah, blah. We're not going to say it exactly that way, but you get the idea. And so this API specifically is focused on allowing developers to make these virtual parts of the screen or virtual sections of the screen into something that TalkBack can recognize. Uh, the third um, announcement make was around is screen reader focusable? It's probably the, the most difficult one to explain, but it actually has to do with the way. Um, uh, during IO, we gave an example actually. When you have a playlist, for example, a table with singer, um, album, you know, the name of the song, the price. Uh, if you were to parse this for TalkBack using linear navigation, you have to swipe between each and every item, which obviously is going to get super tiring, and uh, very taxing on your fingers. Um, so what you can do with, with the screen reader focusable, you can focus, uh, you can group all uh, the rows in one swipeable element so that when you move your finger from one one element to another, it's going to read out the whole row as opposed to each uh, element individually. So those are probably the biggest ones uh, as far as accessibility is concerned. There's as always, you know, all sorts of... Um, adjustments and improvements within the framework, but those are probably least interesting to users, I think. So I, I think these three APIs will have something the developers can take and actually make experience in their apps better. And those are the ones we talked about with Google AI.
0: Right. And you've also you've also built in some tools to to help them like sort sort of do it do it a bit of an accessibility check when they're building right. their apps so, as well.
4: That, right. So so there are also tools for, for developers and or testers, like we have an app called Accessibility Scanner, which allows a tester or developer, really anyone, you can download it from the Play Store, you can uh, run it, and then when you see a screen, you would like to test it for accessibility, you just press a button, it scans the screen, and then it gives you results, some suggestions on how the app may be improved or what's wrong with this particular screen some of the suggestions of how to improve it. Uh, and then there's also, uh, obviously, for, you know, people who are doing automated testing and um, things like that. Um, so yeah, testing obviously is equally important.
0: Now, can you talk to us a little bit about um, the uh, sort of the accessibility menu itself? I understand that, yeah, I guess, in, in the new build, there's going to be some ability to to simplify some of the gestures and stuff for people who may might have a limited mobility. Could could someone speak to that?
4: Yeah, um, so let me let me take this on again. Uh, so this is one of the accessibility services that that my team worked on, and accessibility menu uh, basically think of it as a um, panel with shortcuts to most frequently performed tasks. So when you uh, launch it through settings accessibility. Um, the accessibility button will appear at the lower uh, right corner of the screen. When you press it, uh, the the grid um, will pop up and this will grid continue will contain items such as take a screenshot, go to accessibility settings, talk to Google Assistant, um, you know change the volume, uh, lock the screen, and so on and so forth. And the, the idea behind this was, to let people who have difficulty, you know, performing pressure on services or just pressing hardware buttons to quickly execute uh, those um, important functions with with just a single touch of a finger. Uh, Again, it will also work with TalkBack, uh, so if anybody wants to use both at the same time, this will be totally possible. But, yeah, again, the primary uh, goal here is to uh, bring those important functions that you perform on an everyday basis on your phone just a little closer to people who may have difficulty using hardware controls or uh, perform complex gestures.
1: Wow. Wow, that was a lot, huh?
0: (laughs) That was a lot to take in. I mean, there's a there's a lot to talk to them about. I mean, I kind of felt bad because we uh, we talked a lot about the, you know Android accessibility in particular. So we I think we we wore Victor out, but uh, um, you know they 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 just have a lot going on right now and. Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, and next, you know, I would love it, Ryan, if you need to reach out to the, see if we can talk to somebody from the Microsoft accessibility team, because I've already been working on it that's, for
3: the last two weeks. You know, in their th- next event planning meeting, they're talking to Jenny, so. Perfect. We're oh, probably right getting you Jenny did. on.
0: Are, are you, really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They, they, we're, we're in, we in talks. Oh, that's, yeah. that'll be wonderful. Yeah. She's like the superstar rock star. Yeah. She's like the Taylor Swift yeah of accessibility
3: (laughs) if you like Taylor Swift
0: (laughs) I guess I don't know maybe there's a better analogy I meant that in a good way Jenny I I don't know I, I, I could give a shit about Taylor Swift myself but um so you're like the I don't know who's big right now uh, uh, Ryan, Ari-
1: Ryan's a shining star.
0: <laughs> You're the Ariari Ari- Ariana Grande of of accessibility. Uh, no, that'll be great because you know they're the other company that's that's really making mm-hmm. some serious moves in the accessibility field. So, yeah. but uh, I mean, but whatever. This is Google's time. This is Google's moment. Th- you know, and, I, I, you and know, we're not done.
1: And we are not even done. We got more Google coming up. We've got we got people from Primer. So let's uh, bring in uh, Nanke and uh, Rodrigo from uh, Primer.
4: Hey, we hear something. Hi. Hi, hey. everyone.
1: Thanks for joining us.
4: Thanks for having us. I'll give a quick introduction. I'm Ninka, Good to meet you. We've been emailing back and forth, but the main or the most important person here in the room with me is Rodrigo. <laughs> He's our um, global Primer team lead, and he'll be having the conversation with you. So I'm just here because I... Facilitated and because I'm curious, obviously. Um, But he's our shining star today. All right.
3: right, Well, I'm our shining star. I'm Ryan. Wait. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't (laughs) vote on that. I'm I'm the shining star. (laughs) But I will introduce you to my co hosts.
1: Whoa. Okay, Ryan, go ahead.
0: Well, at least we
3: got co. That's right. Sub hosts. (laughs) So with me is Steve Barkley. Hello there. And we have Rob Minot, the Uh, man with the mostest.
0: Hello. I thought I want to be the shining star, though. No,
3: I'm the shining star. Fine.
4: <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that sorted. Hi.
3: Well, we haven't yet.
0: Yeah, we'll,
5: we'll, we'll fight after the show. Yeah.
1: There's going to be a cage match
0: after
5: the show, I think. Uh, like, I'm, I'm not the shining star either. <laughs>
0: but wh- why don't we step back first a little bit and why don't you tell
5: us um, a little bit about Primer? So Primer is Google's free educational app with lessons on business and digital marketing for SMBs, small business, job seekers, startups, or anyone that's interested in learning about business and marketing. Uh, The lessons are designed to be like five minute interactive lessons that can develop the skills uh, small business owners need to better their business quickly and simply by using their phone. You just need to download the app to have access to all those lessons.
0: Fantastic. And, and about how old is, is the app?
5: The app has been launched in 2016. And ever since, we have been added cons- uh, content on a monthly basis. So how much content is there available now? Right now, we have more than 140 lessons. And this is very much aligned to Google's mission to, to make information universally accessible to and useful to everyone.
0: So now so now is it is it mainly aimed at say small businesses or entrepreneurs or or are, are there, is there content there for say like a mid-sized to a large business?
5: Right now it's mainly focused on business of any size I think anyone can benefit from it uh, but we don't we also like to think that job seekers and students anyone can benefit from that because we have lessons on many topics. That can help any kind of business succeed so even if you don't own a business but you work for a business and you want to help your business be even more successful you can find something there hint hint guys yeah (laughs) yeah i I, i've already got it (laughs) keener
0: (laughs) well i have to overtake your your status as a star so i gotta do something bring it on (laughs) um
5: i don't know (laughs)
0: <laughs> now, now um tell us about the team uh, like how big is the is the primer team
5: uh we have ar- around 15 people working uh, on the app we're based in New York we are mainly we work almost like a startup like we have content developer we have like our product team improving the app the navigation uh, and we have the marketing team that's always looking to how can we promote the, the app and make it accessible and visible to more people everywhere
0: now do you guys find it challenging to sort of produce new content on a monthly basis or is there just so much to to running say a small business that you know there's no ends to to the content that you guys can can
5: produce yeah as you mentioned i think there's no end to the content the content is not a problem i think uh the main challenge is to partner with the the right person to develop that content, because like we want to make the content as relevant as possible. So we look for who is the best person to talk about that content and develop the content in partnership with our team.
0: And now, is, is it a challenge to to produce the content in in like sort of these bite sized chunks that are very easy to sort of digest? Because, like as you mentioned, um, you know each of the lessons. You know, they only they're only really supposed to take like five ten minutes to to go through. Is is that kind of a, a challenge to to sort of put forth some of this content that, that might be fairly dense in such a little a little package?
5: Yeah, you're right. I think that's the main challenge to put in to put in what we say like primer's voice, but the way we do it, like a lot of uh, of work from our content team. But if the content is too dense. We even can break, like, one theme into one or two lessons or two or three lessons, and we build a set around the same theme so that we can cover everything that needs to be known about it.
3: So is the app self-voicing, or does it work with TalkBack and VoiceOver on iOS?
5: Yeah, no, it works it on, on both iOS, Android, TalkBack, the Readers. Uh, it's, it's more accessible. We're always trying to make it more accessible.
1: Great what was your primary challenge for uh, for the accessibility side?
5: I think our primary uh, our primary challenge regarding that was uh, partner with the right team here at Google we have an internal team that that's focused on accessibility so they guided through this path and help us develop the content but every time we start looking into this content and, and going deep you realize like how much you can do and how easy it is, but you need someone to guide you from the start. And I think that's what, uh, through this journey, that's so much that we have learned, that's what we want Primer to be like, to guide you through, through this path and help you start making your website or your app more accessible.
0: So, so are you gonna be, you guys are gonna be sort of producing more content um, with an accessibility
5: slant to it? Yeah right now we, we are launching a set of lessons, but uh, in the future we are already thinking about new lessons, and let's see how those lessons are received so that we can even guide us through what path should we pursue, like regarding content development. But yes, we want to launch more content.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's interesting because, you know, so, so it's sort of coinciding with, with a lot of the other, like the Google IO, um, announcements of, you know, all their changes to, to say Android framework that is making it easier for, um, app developers to make their content more accessible. You guys now are now, you know, sort of, you know, pitching to sort of say small businesses to sort of do the same with, with their, with their business content, with their marketing content. So, you know, that, that's really
5: smart. Uh, as you go through the lessons, you're going to see like there are small tweaks and tips that we can give that can make your content, your products uh, more visible to, to more people. And as we say, it's not only good for business, but I think it's good for everyone. Whenever you're building a more accessible website or app, in the end, you're making it better for everyone else.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there there's a real um, business case for accessibility that... I think that a lot of businesses are, have yet to pick up on, but slowly there there is a bit of a groundswell in, you know, as businesses realize that there are there are demographics out there that if they can access their their, their marketing content, they're gonna become customers. And and so, you know, I, I think it's you know, obviously it's it's very important to sort of start making businesses aware of of that business case.
5: Yeah, and, and I think, like, uh, as you said, like that's a huge opportunity, I think, for everyone, but it's hard to know where to start. So, I think that's where Primer can help, like, where can I start building something more accessible? What do I have to do? Because there are, I think a lot of business owners are, have very good intentions, but they don't know what, where to start, what to do. So right. I think we, we can help them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, e- even the word accessibility, to, I think a lot of business owners is is a bit of a a, a bit of an enigmatic term. Um, they don't even really understand what that is or what that consists of. So, so for example, so w- can you give us an example of, say, some of the the lessons that are sort of being developed um, in in terms of accessibility?
5: Yeah, we have like uh, some. The two lessons that we are launching, like one is called like the basics of accessibility, and the other one is like design and test your business to improve accessibility. And both lessons provide prat- practical tips to help businesses get started on improving their apps and websites accessibility.
0: Yeah, and again, I mean, I, I don't think that you're gonna you're gonna find any end to that that particular content either, because uh, there's a lot to. You know, really building a, a fully accessible, um, you know, company.
5: Yeah, exactly. And even going through this content development, we don't even realize how many things that have been developed that make our lives easier and and what will, can help a lot of people, a lot of people with disabilities, like the closed caption and stuff like that. I think it's it's really really amazing.
0: Now, now is a lot of the content geared towards say, say marketing, like, uh, you know, in terms of their, their marketing materials, in terms of, uh, you know, their, their social media accounts and their uh, websites and the way they compose emails, et cetera, et cetera. Or does it also include some talk about um, accessible business practices in terms of, you know, sort sort of inclusive hiring and that type of thing?
5: Right now, we're focusing on making, especially their websites and app, more accessible by giving tips on, for instance, like increase color contrast or added alt text to the to the whole web, right. so that users can can use their screen readers uh, to have like a, a very good experience as a sighted user. So we're mainly giving them like initial tips so that they can start making their. Their websites or app more accessible.
1: How do you uh, how do you uh, market Primer?
5: Uh, right now, we we the way we are promoting the app. You mean yes. Uh, we have like our own channels, like so our own um, Google account, uh, in order to promote it. We have social media, and we even had like we promote through paid media as well.
0: And you come on the world's biggest podcast ever. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, the amount of, of content that's, that's, uh, that's in Primer, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. And considering it, it's a you know, completely free app, um, you know, it, it's, it's a no-brainer for, for a lot of people who, uh, you know, are, are in either, like you said, work for a, a small to medium-sized business or even they work in some sort of a marketing department. I mean, they're, they're, it's just chock full of, of really, really valuable content.
5: Um, yeah, and, and even like people that are looking for jobs can also benefit from it. Like, uh, uh, I'm from Brazil, so in Brazil right now, unemployment's super high, and in Brazil, the app we are helping a lot of people finding jobs. So it can helps a lot of people learn, and that's why we keep adding content because I think, especially regarding digital marketing, uh, there are a lot of new things coming up every now and then. So it's in order to keep up update to that, it's really hard. So that's what we try with Primer. And as, as you said, it's completely free. And one good thing uh, of Primer is that it works offline. So you can download the app and use it with when you don't have like internet coverage. So when you're commuting to your work or going like on the subway, you, you don't have access to internet, you can be learning something or waiting for your coffee to get delivered. Anywhere, anytime, you can be learning something new.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, in the time that it takes, you know, uh, Starbucks to make your, your uh, coffee, uh, you can probably go through a lesson.
5: Exactly.
1: Um, when you're coming up with the, the, the content around, particularly around um, uh, online marketing, uh, do, you, do you get insights from other people in the Google uh, universe to kind of help you build that content? Are you able to draw off of uh, people in other departments to, to help build this stuff?
5: Yeah, we have like internal research and user research that help us guide like what our users are, are trying to learn. Uh, also, uh, we have some insights from the Google search, what people are searching on, they're trying to learn. But definitely, we rely a lot on Google experts to, to know what are the new trends, what are the things that people need to be learning. And that's the way we can help, I think, in, in, in uh, as you mentioned, delivering like simple jargon free content in five minute lessons Mm -hmm. i'm i'm
1: I'm just uh, you know this this is the first time really that i've I've, uh, i just finished downloading the app and i'm 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 sitting here looking at the content that's on here and there's some just some terrific stuff i'm going to start going i'm going to start going through a whole bunch of yeah i know i spent an
0: hour before the show doing it (laughs) the same thing too
5: No good and send us feedback if you have it
0: yeah, well, absolutely. Now, so when, when are the new um, accessibility lessons um, due to be released, or have they already been released?
5: They're going to be released on May 17th on Global Accessibility Awareness Day. We chose that day to make like, uh, to launch those lessons, and we're going to go, uh, in all of our, our media, we're going to be starting talking about that and how important it is and how business can benefit for building more accessible websites and apps.
0: Oh, that's so cool that, um, and that's, that's your, you guys are releasing initially just releasing the two lessons and then there'll be more, more coming down.
5: Yes. We still don't, we still haven't defined like the next lessons, but in the following months we'll be launching new lessons.
0: Great guys. Was, is there anything else that we, that we didn't touch on that you guys, that you guys want to mention at all?
5: I think like two things like if people want to download it, go to your Play Store or App Store, search for Google Primer and you can download it for free and have fun with the app and learn and mm-hmm. keep learning.
4: Is it relevant to you guys to mention that it's an app that is globally available in different languages as well?
1: Sure, absolutely. yeah. how How many languages do you support?
5: We have it available in six languages. Uh, it's available in English, Spanish, Portuguese, Bahasa, Telugu, and Hindi. Not, not in French, unfortunately. Uh, but it's coming. I think we, we, the app has been, we have been developing the app and launching new languages, unlocking new markets. So. Uh, that's in the a. Future, it will it will be coming.
1: That's a that's an odd combination of languages that you've got there. <laughs> now I can I can understand with your connection to South America and the, the the Spanish and Portuguese, but uh, uh, what you said Hindi was in there.
5: Yeah, Hindi mainly in India and Indonesia. In the there market. are focus markets yeah. because when sure. they are mobile first, so and they it, a, a huge potential for and a, a huge need for people to learn like quality content. So, so, you, so you're talking for- you,
1: you're, you're targeting large market and early adopters
5: yes exactly in mobile free countries cool right
0: well guys uh oh one other thing then uh so if anybody does download the app and they have some feedback that they'd like to send uh what's the best way to get in, in contact with the team
5: through the app they can send their reviews through the app and we we answer all reviews so
4: there is an email um, inside the app as well. I think it's hello at yourprimer.com. And that, in practice, will go straight to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I have to I have to say I was a little bit disappointed when, when I found out what the app actually was for. Because in 2004, there was a movie released called Primer which was uh, uh, an indie science fiction film about the accidental discovery of time travel. So I was, I was thinking you guys you guys had nailed time travel. You were delivering it as an app. And I was going No to go, such luck. I was going to be able to go back and correct all those stupid things I did in high school. <laughs> <laughs> no such luck.
0: Uh, guys, best of luck with the app. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your afternoon and talking with us.
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you. And if you want to uh, develop modules on podcasting, Rob's available to you as well. <laughs> cool. We know that there's some shining stars available. <laughs> your team. There's only one
3: shining star. Shout out <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, guys. Thanks so much again. And uh, we will talk to you soon.
4: Thank
5: thanks you very so much. much. Have a good
1: afternoon. Best of luck. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. That is a lot of Google. Hey, superstar Ryan. Mm. Is your brain melted yet? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Overwhelmed with Google Talk. Yes, that's a lot of Google. That was a product too, I think, Google
0: Talk. Was it? Google mm-hmm. Talk. I, I don't remember, remember that. It was a chat program of some sort. Hmm. Maybe it was before pre-Hangouts. Mm-hmm. Could be. Um, yeah, wow, like a lot a lot of accessibility stuff happening this year. Uh, yeah, I have awesome. to say, so it's, uh, yeah, it's it's so nice to see. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start unpacking that, but, uh, and, you know, we're over time anyways, so... You know what? Uh, let's We'll unpack it next week. Um, and then Ryan can go have a nap. <laughs>
3: no, day's not over.
0: Uh, hey, Ryan. Rob. Uh, where can people find us? They can find us, as
3: usual, at atbanter.com.
0: They can also drop us an email,
1: atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. And they can find us on the Twitters and on the Facebookies. Um, where oh, And the Instagrams. That's right. Uh, Where can people find uh, Canadian Assistive Technologies, Steve? Canadian Assistive Technologies, if you can keep from snickering long enough, can be found at www.canasstech.com. I put my ass back into assistive technology. Uh, How do you spell that? C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com. And what about uh, Mr.
0: Rick Monkey Boy Chant? Uh, Rick
1: Monkey Boy Chant, repairer of all things AT, can be found at Chaos Technical Services. That is chaos, spelled C-H-A-O-S, the way chaos is spelled. And then technical services, the way technical services is spelled.
0: Dot com. The way dot com is spelled. Yeah. Uh, Thanks everybody for listening. We will see everybody at the same time, same place next week.
1: Potentially. You know, the weather's getting good. Some people might skip outside. But podcasts are portable. Reminder mm-hmm. True download enough. it before you go out. Like us on iTunes. Like us on iTunes. Or like us in general. Just well, like us. Yeah, just like us. We're so nice. Except for Ryan. Well, he's certainly cool. sometimes. <laughs> <definitely for> <laughs> For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com Music provided by bensound.com. Whoa, look at that. Master of the One Take.